that was the opening music to The Quiet Man, starring John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara. And you're listening to Classic Movie Reviews. And you can find us on the internet at www.classicmoviereviews.net or in iTunes, just search for Classic Movie Reviews. Or in Facebook, you can find us that way as well. And my name's Matt Johnson, and I'm recording from the Seattle area today. And I'm Bob Johnson here in Los Angeles, and we welcome you back to Classic Movie Reviews for what is a wonderful movie, The Quiet Man. Yeah, this is a fun movie. I really liked it. I, I've seen it a few times, but I hadn't seen it in, in, a, in a, at least over 10 years probably, so I kind of forgot some of the scenes. But it's one of those movies I could watch over and over again just because of how beautiful the scenery is, and and I, I like the story. Yeah, I, I agree. Because it was set in the past, um, it is timeless. It, it doesn't get dated by uh, changes going on around us. It seems as fresh today um, as it did when I first saw it as a kid. I feel like you could go to that place and see those people there still. <laughs> well, guess what? I, I have gone to that place. I didn't see these people, but it's a magical place. It's in Mayo County, uh, not not far from Galway, Ireland. I've even been to that little bridge I was mentioning before we started the podcast, where they go across the little bridge uh, on that cart. Uh, I've been there. It's not that's in a different part of the county. As most movies, it, it looks at when they film it like it all takes place in one place. But uh, they filmed along the coast for the horse race, and the cart was in another part. But part, but a lot of it was right in the town there. Gord, it's just it's like it hasn't changed. It's beautiful. I could I could easily move there. Yeah, there's that scene at the beginning when they're going into the town, and he <clears throat> he kind of is coming down a hill, it looks like, and he looks over kind of the, the town and this, this valley, and it looks like, I think that might have been a painting, but I'm not, I'm not sure, but it looks like something that you would see in a painting. It was just so beautiful. I think of all the John Wayne movies, this is my uh, second favorite. My first favorite would be Red River. But this one uh, is so different from his westerns and military movies. Uh, a little bit about the film. Of course, one of our favorite directors, John Ford, was in charge. And we've, pre we've reviewed his other movies, uh, Stagecoach from 1939, Grapes of Wrath from 1940. He had a long and illustrious career. And the studio that distributed this was a small studio, Republic Pictures, and this was, I think, maybe the only Technicolor movie they ever produced and, and distributed wow. because they had such small budgets for their films. This movie was a huge hit when it came out in July of 1952, in August of that year. And it was one that John Ford had wanted to make for many years before he was able to convince Republic Studios and the producers to to uh, make the film. And in order to do it, he had to make other movies for Republic. Yeah, I know that Republic Pictures is familiar to me. I mean, they've made quite a few well-known movies. But this one, uh, for being their only Technicolor movie, they really nailed it because it's like you could take a a scene from any any of those parts of the film and just blow it up and put it on the wall and it would be like a work of art. You know, it's just 
beautiful. I believe it was the only technical. They did use another kind of less expensive color process for some of their movies, but I think this was the only one in Technicolor. And John Ford, again, won an Academy Award, his fourth for Best Director of the Movie. Yeah. And it was it was at the Venice Film Festival. It was a big hit there, and it's on the Library of Congress National Film Registry. And you know what? I forgot to look up whether it's where it ranks in the American Film Institute. Oh, no. I fell down on the job. <laughs> <laughs> it's on a list somewhere there, I'm sure. It's on a, oh, it has to be. It has to be. So John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara made some other movies together, right? They were... Uh... They did. Um, and right now I'm drawing a blank on what they were. But yes. Uh, and, of course, she was Irish. I think he may have been Irish as well. And what I liked about it is that uh, Ford kind of had a repertory cast that he would use in many different movies, Ward Bond, Victor McLaughlin, and others, uh, which I enjoyed because they, they, they always do a, a really good job. I'm looking here to see if I can find other movies that they made, but I'm not finding who played the Who played the character that was like uh, the one that picked him up from the train station? He was great. That gentleman, yeah. Let me let me get to that. Barry Fitzgerald as Micheline Flynn, and he had that little stove top hat. <laughs> and then he was the uh, chaperone for when Wayne and O'Hara were dating. Yeah, that was funny. And then at the end, <laughs> he was the chaperone for when uh, the brother, the her brother, and that one woman. Oh yes. Oh. Uh... <laughs> I don't have all these character names in front of me. I need to get that. Victor McLaughlin was Squire Red Will Danaher. Danaher, yeah. And he and Mr. Wayne had quite a ending to the film. I was reading something about the film. Republic wanted to uh, have the movie be no longer than two hours. And it came in, I think it was two hours and nine minutes or something like that. It went over a little bit. So when Ford previewed it for uh, Republic, he turned off the uh, film at two hours and said, well, that's two hours, what do you think? And they said, well, wait a minute, it's not over. So, and then he showed the last of the film, and it was the big fight. Oh, yeah. And they said, oh, my gosh, we have to keep that. So he, he won his case. <laughs> he was quite, from what I've read, he was quite the uh, quite the man. That big fight scene at the end, that, that was so funny. That was such a great way to end <laughs> it. And they were busting people in from another town, you know. I know. <laughs> And you remember the the, the uh, gentleman that was quite ill, and when he heard of the fight, he he got up and and uh, kind of got out of bed and and hobbled over to watch it. Yeah, that guy reminded me of the the hermit in uh, Bride of Frankenstein. That's the brother of uh, in real life. That was the brother of one of the people in the film. I think it might have been. It was either John Ford's or Ward Bond's brother. Man, he he looked like somebody that actually lived in that town too. Did, didn't he? Oh, my gosh. The other thing I liked about it is uh, it was not in Northern Ireland where there were, where there were so many issues between uh, Great Britain and Nor Northern Ireland. I liked the way they portrayed both the Catholic priests and uh, the Reverend uh, Playfair, who was the Protestant minister. They were mutually uh, respectful of each other. And there was so much about the Northern Ireland conflicts that... Uh, I guess uh, John Ford wanted to avoid that in this film as much as he could, although 
there's one line where the gentleman that had been with the Irish Republican Army said to uh, Squire Danaher that if they had really wanted to, he would have not had his house standing. Danaher, you owe me 350 pounds. Let's have it. So the IRA's in this too, huh? If it were Redwill Danaher, not a scorched stone, your fine house would be standing. A beautiful sentiment. Right, because they mentioned the IRA at that at that yeah. point. Yeah, that was interesting. It was the only time that it came up. Yeah, he really downplayed that because in 1952, <clears throat> that wasn't that long after the um, what they refer to as the Troubles in the 1920s and the teens. So... What a cast. Uh, plus, uh, John Wayne had uh, family members in the uh, movie. Remember the horse race? Yeah. The young children that were there? Oh, yeah. I guess those were his kids. Oh, cool. I like the I liked the horse race. I thought that was, that was interesting that they would race the horses like that, and it looked dangerous at the same time and no but not as dangerous as when he was riding the, his own horse and doing all those jumps over the fences and the hedges and and I thought god that's that's really somebody that's doing that you know it was it was I don't think it was John Wayne but whoever it was was a really good uh, horseback rider the horse race scene that's the one area of the uh, county or the countryside that I did not make it to it was a little further West than we were going at the time. Maureen O'Hara, when they first show her in the film, she's in that meadow with the sheep. Yeah. It almost looked surreal to me because she was so beautiful. And the, the countryside is like just, it's like a postcard, the whole film. You remember that movie Brave that Disney came out with and it had the lead character with the red hair? Yes. It, yes. I just I thought as soon as I saw that scene I I was thinking of that movie Brave because it looked like it could have been taken right out of that film. And it was oh, it does. Yeah, it does. It and Marino O'Hara with her red hair and then, you know, all those sheep and it was it was wow. Yeah, it was really pretty. He fell in love. It was love at first sight when he saw her. I like that scene uh, a little bit later when he buys the uh cottage. And it's that really stormy night, and he's gonna. It's his first night in the cottage, and then he gets there, and there's already a fire in the fireplace, and somebody's swept up, and and Maureen O'Hara's character's like hiding in the back room because she's been caught there, kind of cleaning up the cottage for him, and then he finds her, and then ends up giving her that kiss. <laughs> so bold one you are! And who gave you leave to be kissing me? So you can talk. Yes, I can. I will, and I do. More than talk you'll be getting if you step a step closer to me. Don't worry, you got a wallop. You'll get over it, I'm thinking. Well, some things a man doesn't get over so easy. Like what, supposing? Like the sight of a girl coming through the fields with the sun on her hair, kneeling in church with a face like a saint. Saint indeed. And now come into a man's house to clean it for him? That was just by way of being a good Christian act. I know it was, Mary Kate Danaher. And I was nicer. Not at all. <laughs> wow. 
they were the perfect couple. They really looked like they were married. Yeah, they did. They really did. They're they're a good uh, movie duo to have in the film. I thought they were per- perfect. Yeah. I um, was reading also that uh, John Ford bought the story originally. I think it was in a magazine. I, I'm not sure of that. In 1933, he purchased the rights to it for ten dollars. <laughs> ten dollars. The rights to what? He purchased the rights to the story in 1933 for $10. Oh, my $10. gosh. Wow. What a bargain. No kidding. Because it made millions. I, I envisioned that all these Hollywood folks that were in the, the traveling roadshow landed in Ireland and made the film and had this wonderful, I don't know, two-month vacation in the beautiful Isles while they were making this film because they all seemed to make all their movies together every place. Well, and it's kind of like uh, when we were talking about Treasure of the Sierra Madre, and they and they were having these parties at night, and you know, and then they'd go out and film during the day. And I just wonder if that wasn't what was happening here, where they'd probably be at the pub or whatever at night, and then out filming the movie during the day. Yeah, I would, I would bet, I would bet money on that for sure. the The, the story is is quite simple in a lot of ways. John Wayne has come to Ireland, back to where he was originally born and, and raised. He came back from Pittsburgh, I think. Good day, Father. Sean, this is Father Lonergan. Father, would you believe it? This is Sean Thornton, born right here in the spree, home from America. Hello, Father. Ah, yes. I knew your people, Sean. Your grandfather. He died in Australia, in a penal colony. And your father, he was a good man, too. Bad accident, that. And your mother? She's dead. America, when I was 12. I'll remember her in the mass tomorrow, Sean. You'll be there, 7 o'clock. Sure, I will. Good. Sean, I'd like to have a little word with Micheline here in reference oh, to sure a... thing, Father. It'll only take a minute. It's a little take matter of... Take time. I'll be up ahead. And uh, as the story unfolds, we learned that he was a prize fighter that um, gave up the sport after he seriously hurt a man, and then that uh, he man killed. Died. He killed a man. Yeah. yeah, he killed a man. And um, and then I thought it was an interesting scene. I kind of bounce around here a little bit, but he met with the Reverend Playfair and found out that the Reverend was a boxer in his early days. Remember those photographs the Reverend had? He he looked like he weighed ninety two point three pounds. He was a welterweight. And that was a bonding moment for the two of them because they'd both been boxers. The part of the story that I liked was that it was the kind of the clash of the two cultures. So he had grown up in the United States, and she she was obviously had grown up there in that little village, and he didn't understand like all the nuances of of the of dating and uh, what the dowry and how important that was to her, and a big part of the film was just him kind of coming to grips with his new culture that he was living in there in the village and that scene near the end when he takes Maureen O'Hara back to her brother and like throws her toward him and goes here take her back if you're not going to give me the $300 dowry I know and that's what she wanted you know it's like if you think about the way he was treating her it's kind of like well gosh that doesn't seem that's kind of demeaning but really it was more like this is this is what was expected and i don't think that she felt demeaned 
I think that's you know, what she wanted. They were walking back from that other village. It was a five-mile walk, and he was pretty much dragging her the whole way. And then there was that one older woman that gives him a big switch and says, Miss our son, son, here's a good stick to beat the lovely lady. Thanks. That's the one scene in the movie that I, 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 I still grapple with, where he's dragging her along back to uh, Squire Danaher's farm. It's a, it's a fairly violent kind of thing. Well, yeah, and it's, it's sort of like you have to really ask yourself, like, that's their tradition, but is that, is that okay just because that's their tradition? Yeah. Like, he, he, he had decided that he's going to just play along in their tradition there, but does that really still make it right? You know, it's that that's that's kind of the question I had as I was watching it. Yeah, me too. Uh, did didn't you love Mildred Natwick? She was the widow of Sarah Tulane. She was the one that kind of told uh, Squire Danaher to behave. She was sort of the she was the dowager of the Irish village. If she you was, will. yeah. And uh, she was she made so many movies, all of which were her parts were excellent. Well, anyway. We, we move ahead, and, and uh, Wayne meets all these people, and they realize that he's originally from there, and that his father and mother were well-respected, and Victor McLaughlin wants, McLaughlin wants nothing to do with him. Uh, he's kind of a... I thought he was sort of a curmudgeonly character, McLaughlin. Kind of a big, rough... He's a big man, my gosh, because John Wayne was big, and this Victor McLaughlin looked bigger than John Wayne. Yeah, he he. There was one scene when he was standing in the doorway, and his head was almost touching the top of the door uh, jam. He's <laughs> like, uh, so they they uh, they finally have their confrontation. Yes, oh, it, it builds up. The whole movie builds up to that scene. It yeah. does, and I love the fact that the uh, that the priests is they're betting on it, and uh, everybody's <laughs> betting that the the reverends supervisor comes in from out of town to see if they should keep the protestant church open and he ends up getting involved in the <laughs> whole event and the sick guy gets out of the bed i mean it was and they my gosh that fight scene went on i think for like 10 minutes yeah it was pretty long because they took a little <laughs> break in between to have some drinks too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they did didn't they so that, that's kind of that's kind of the overall story but there's like all these little moments in the film that fun to watch like there's the one where the priest is fishing and he's, he's yes. just about to get the fish that he's been trying to catch for 10 years and then Maureen O'Hara's character comes up and needs to talk to him and he's he's just so perturbed that this is happening right at the same time he's trying to catch this fish <laughs> quiet see my might out there behind that rock ah oh, he's Father's the king of all salmon he's I've got to talk to your father I've been trying to get this one for but 10 father, years but father I've got to talk to you it's important it's about, ah, it's yes. about my husband and myself there he, is. there he is father I I oh. you see Father, could I, could I tell you in the Irish? Ah, sha, 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 Oh, near, near Ligme, Marcellus, Jacquemolabonum, a rare, curme fenyar ho, colla e, e, oh, e malacodle, malacodle. Malacodle? Sha, 
Kedishin bag. Sleeping bag, father, with with buttons. Oh, was pray near Richayarohon, and Hakei. Woman, Ireland may be a poor country. God help us. But here, a married man sleeps in a bed and not a bag. And for your own good, I'll tell you what this... Hush! Hush! There he is! There he is! There he is! There he is! Hold it! That's the one I've been waiting for for ten long years! Keep his head up! Oh, there's a cutie! That's the man! Keep his head up, Father! Get a tight line! A tight line! I've got him! I've got him! I've got him! How a tight line it is! Keep his head up! Keep his head up! Hope his head is up when you get the gas! For ten years, I've... Ten years, I've... I've I said, get the app, woman, get the app! Oh, you got him, you got him, father! Well, keep his head up, you fool! Get the app! Get the app, woman! God help us! Oh... Why are you bothering me here? This is the fish I saw, Trevor. And then Ward Bond, the priest... Near the end of the movie, he tells all the townspeople to cover up, or he covers up his uh, his uh, collar, so that all the townspeople can wave at the reverend and the supervisor as they go by. Like right. everybody in town wants him to stay, so they can keep the uh, Protestant church open. That was nice. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. There are there's like a dozen little little vignettes. The horse race. When he first sees the cottage and he goes across that creek. Oh, that was that, that was so beautiful. Yeah. And I tell you, Barry Fitzgerald, the um, the uh, little man with the hat, Micheline. <laughs> he would <laughs> he was always he was always near or going to or coming from the pub. Uh, I think he was drunk through most of the movie, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if that was the case in real life or not. You know, yeah. in the, in making the movie, I'm sure it wasn't, but just imagine what that would be like to have lived in that little town when they showed up to make that movie. Oh my gosh! Because it's a very small village. Everything not, would have been turned upside down. Yeah. You know, and they preserved the uh, area. You know, there's been no development on a lot of the areas where they filmed it. Um, it's amazing. So I. Uh, well, I my rating on this movie was uh, a nine out of ten, and it would it would have been a ten, but I uh, am troubled by that one scene where he's dragging and bringing uh, Marino Harris character back to her brother. I, I, I that that was the one thing that brought it down to a nine for me. But still, it's a favorite movie and the second best one I think John Wayne ever made. Yeah, I was going to say a nine out of ten for that that reason, but then there were also a couple edits in the film that were kind of weird like there was one where kind of about halfway through where it it, it seems like they're not going to get together like john wayne and marino hare are not going to get together uh but then they they do an edit and then it's the next day or something or or sometime in the near future and and they're getting married and it was like it was like jarring that i i don't know yeah. I, I just felt like there was like something that i missed or or did I blink or I wasn't sure there. And then there was also a, another one of those cases later in the film where they do this, this edit and it's like a lot of time has passed or I, I feel like I missed something uh, important that 
was in the plot. So I don't know. I don't know if that was just trying to get it cut down for time or maybe I'm just missing something. But yeah, I think a nine out of 10, it's a really good movie. Again, I could watch it over and over again. I really enjoy the scenery and the, the acting and, and the characters and everything about it. I have watched it over and over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so that we, we came up with a nine, which is not at all bad. And that's, I think, the third John Ford movie that we've uh, reviewed. And our third John Wayne movie. And our third John Wayne movie, yeah. Next, next time we have another John Wayne movie, McHugh, filmed in Seattle in the early to mid-70s. And we'll, we're going to be uh, probably talking a lot about places that they go and how they're different now than they were then. Oh my goodness, yes. That, and uh, as I was mentioning before we started the podcast, He's got a black Pontiac Firebird that he uses to great advantage in car chasing. Oh, nice. A lot of fun. Cool. All right. Well, that's it for this time. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Matt Johnson coming to you from Seattle. And Bob Johnson in Los Angeles wishing everyone great movie watching. I think train travel was the best thing ever. Yeah, how was that train ride up to Santa Barbara? Oh, it was terrific. We had the, uh, we had the business coach, which was a little bit more, but not much. And we had snacks and wine, and our friends were there. Dennis, remember Dennis? Yeah. We had a nice visit. It's two hours. It's the only way to go. And the, the uh, station is like two blocks from the hotel. Wow. Everything is really close. It was yeah. gorgeous. Cool. I want to go back. <laughs> I told Nancy I wouldn't mind living here. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice town. Have you been to Santa Barbara? Yeah, we we, we went through there on our way down to uh, California last time. For the was it for the wedding? I think yeah. Probably was. Yeah.